Well, Coach, we're back for what I know will be a series of the first time that you'll do something for the last time. What we've come to call your last ride as a head coach. This is a season of opportunity, not just for you, but for the Westlake Chaparral program because we're in uncharted territory. Back-to-back state championships, that's never happened before. So you're kind of writing history as we go along, Coach. Well, the the back-to-back is one that uh, there's been very few teams in, in the history of the state of Texas at the at the highest level in the biggest classification that have ever won three in a row. We're not trying to get the cart before the horse. Frankly, there's been four in the history of Texas high school football, and that was the great teams in the early 50s of Abilene, the great Midland Lee teams of the late 90s, early 2000s, and my South Lake Carroll team of and then the Allen teams. You know, there's an opportunity because of what has come before us in the last two years, this football team, and we have some, some veteran presence on this team that that was major in our last year's state championship and some of them that were major in our 2019 state championship that have put us in a position to do this. Very rarely do you have the opportunity. You don't want to wish away anything, and we've talked about that for seven years. This is our eighth season together, and as we talk about not wishing away anything, all I can think about, Coach, is how you get this last grind, and you get to enjoy it as well. So not only are you preaching it, you're also living it because this won't happen again for you. It started to hit home. Every Everything is the, the first you know time uh, to be the last time. I love this place. I grew up as a member of the Neptune family. I've known a lot about Westlake for a long, long time, and it was really, I mean, as a young coach, it was always a dream of mine, you know, to coach here someday. And I, I got that opportunity eight years ago and able to bring a fantastic staff with me, and many of those are still intact today. Really, really rewarding, absolute fantastic time that you know, myself and Elizabeth have had here at Westlake. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we wanted to do when we got here was to raise the bar. That's a very tough thing to do around here on what had been done before us, and, and I really do believe that we, we've been able to do that. You know, this week, this preparation, believe me, I'm, I'm soaking it all in, you know, and so I, I will be giving myself the same advice that I do our players year in, year out. Seniors absolutely don't wish any of it away because uh, once I told our players back late summer, you know, I stood in front of them and said, you know, I'm retiring after this year. You don't go back. You can't You can't take it back after you've talked to the kids. It's, it's really interesting, Coach, because it has that resonance of a guy that commits early. A guy that is a star player that has a whole bunch of people in the recruiting world, in the collegiate world, kind of coming down on him hard, and that extra pressure to perform in the senior year. And we went through it with a number of guys that have come through this place that have recruited early, Sam being you know the last one, Cade calling it early, and not having to worry about it. Right. It was actually kind of a unique moment for me when you announced your retirement in July. And the first question I asked you is, how does it feel to be a senior? Well, now that you're through training camp and you're in week one of preparation for Temple, how does it feel to be a senior? It feels good. I mean, it, we've been talking about this. My wife and I have been talking about this. My inner circle and I have been talking about this for about two years now. It's the right time. Yeah, I feel so good about it. When it's all said and done, am I absolutely going to miss it? You know, you dang straight I will. But when you start a journey, I've never been one of those head coaches that's given people titles just to make them happy or to keep them satisfied or whatever. That's just not me. When we got here eight years ago, I thought that we could do some special things, and I thought that along the way, probably before it was finished, I probably would be retiring. And so that's why I made Tony Salazar my my uh, assistant head coach at the time, and I've uh, been you know prepping him through the years, and that's that's my hope and my prayer that uh, that you know when I leave that uh, everything will just stay intact. A lot of strong leadership on this football team, 
a lot of kids that have a passion for the game of football from 1996 to 2019 and and this school had a whole lot of opportunities you know we i guess nine different times came away empty-handed and then all of a sudden in 2019 we break through and get one and, and then lo and behold the next year we turn around and win it again so not only is this team the one to try to get the fourth but one to to get three in a row and you know the one thing that, I, that i've told our players all along is you know I promise y'all, man, I'm going to lead you in a way that I'm not going to let outside expectations or inside expectations or us to get full of ourselves. I'm not going to let that get in the way. I've been through this. I've done this before. I'm not going to allow that to happen. However, you know, there's people across the state that decide that they want to do some rankings and they want to say that Westlake is our number one team. I have no idea whether that's true or not right now. Nobody really does. Is it flattering? Yeah. Do we like to look at it? Sure. I mean, we're all human. But let's don't get so caught up in that. However, let's let's do this. Let's look at it and go, you know what? I'm a fan of the game of football. If I went and watched a team practice and someone told me they were the number one team in the state of Texas, what would my expectation be? It'd be pretty damn high. You know, I want I want people you know, I want to make sure that we as a football team, if you're gonna tag us with that, then let's try to go act like it week in and week out. There are some new faces, there are some familiar faces, but what I like about this program, and and as I talk to people, pundits around the state, people that have uh, a vested interest in this, parents, some old guards, some some of the folks that have been around this program for a very long time, and I try to explain the difference, and the difference is you can always run a professional program at the high school level if you have the ability to do so, and if you have the right people around, and you've managed to do that. One of the great strengths outside of X's and O's and column plays, Coach, is your ability to read people and hire people. You put that team together that leads this bunch, but then it's almost like you take the uh, your hands off the reins, if you will, when the game starts, because in the end, it's their team, and you have a group of captains this year that really stand out to me as guys that may not be the stars. Some of them are but some of them are the guys that have worked their tail off in this program and have earned a leadership spot from their work ethic. May not be the fastest, may not be the strongest, mm-hmm. but are definitely the guys that lead from right here. Yeah. Art. No, there's no doubt that our kids voted on captains last week, and I never put any parameters on how many I'm going to end up with. They usually they tell me you know, who they want to represent them by, by their vote and their, our offense, you know, which is the most veteran unit that we have. We've got Kate Klubnick. Cade started four games when he was a sophomore, so he started 18 career games. You know, he's 18 and 0 as a starting quarterback. Connor Robertson, right tackle. We got we got Jack Griffin, who's played a million games of high school football at center. You know, the thing about captain wise, I mean, we probably could have had you know another one, even that's just as probably as deserving. And Bray Lynch, you know, he's a guy that's played a whole lot of football. Um, I mean, no one's played as much football around here than. And Jaden Greathouse, as a junior, he's a, he's a captain. And then you look on the defense side, and there's not as much experience. Uh, Ethan Burke has played and played really well in the playoffs last year. Then you have Jacob Leopold. He's one of those guys that he get, he got voted captain because guys just work watch him work. Carter Barksdale, who's our most veteran guy, and then you got Luke Aaron, which. You know, Luke, we just want to keep Luke healthy this year. He's such a leader in the back end, such a communicator, and, and really a good player. He just hasn't done anything yet because of some injuries. So, and, and I've challenged those guys. If our football team, if we're going to take the time to vote on captains and they vote you captain, by God, you better act like it. You know, and it's going to start by playing really well. You know, I can't, I can't have you eight guys not play better than you did last year. And I told them all, I said, if, and I pointed to every one of them in our first captain's meeting, I said, 
if you play better than you did last year. You know, and I expect you to. Some of you, that's really raising the bar. But if all of you play really, really well, we're going to have a really good chance to be to be in the hunt. Moving on to Temple, and I know that there's not a whole lot of information that anybody knows about any team. And, you know, go back to your comments earlier as we visit with Coach Dodge in our first or inaugural uh, journey with uh, No Huddle with Todd Dodge. It's an opportunity to really get to know what your team's made of. The Cedar Park scrimmage kind of gave you a little preview, but in your opinion, as you look at Temple, we talk about matchups. And let's not really pinpoint anybody on the Temple Wildcats coach because they've got a lot of guys that can do a lot of great things, but they haven't played football in 2021, and the Westlake Chaparrales haven't played football in 2021. But matchups, we're paying attention to Westlake's most uh, experienced unit, which would be the offensive line, and their run to the state championship game with Temple. they got a lot coming back on the defensive line. So right there, if you were going to pick a part of matchup that you were most interested in, up front in the trenches is kind of where we start. No, it absolutely is. Challenge to our offensive line is, has been duly noted by them. We need to win that battle. Uh, we have the ingredients, we have the experience, we have the size, we have the moxie uh, to win that battle. That doesn't mean we're going to because they, they probably can say the same thing over there in Temple, that in their front six, they're kind of a, a four-two-five defense. They've got you know anywhere from four to five starters back. It's going to be a tough battle up there. It's going to really be a tough battle, but we need to win that. And then the flip side of it, you take our defensive line, and you take their offensive line. They've got one returning starter in their offensive line. Okay, We've got one returning major player in our defensive line. And so very inexperienced for a first game. Well, guess what? We need to win that one too. It, it's interesting the matchup as you, as you start in the trenches. you got the ones that are going against each other very, very uh, experienced, and you got the flip side of it, very inexperienced. I'm not looking for a wash on that. I'm looking for a win in both situations in – I mean, we could we could sit here and talk all day, but that's really what football comes down to is winning. The topic we're talking about right now is the offensive and defensive line. Final thought, Coach, and with football and really with any athletic endeavor comes adversity. And in the spring, I don't think you could ever imagine as much tragedy as a, as a program can go through the loss of two captains and the loss of two recent captains with Jackson Coker and Jake Ellinger. We know all about the the effort to keep their legacy alive, but I want to go ahead and give you this opportunity, this platform, to talk about what those two players not mean not only personally to you and their families, but also what it means to the greater good of Westlake football and how you're going to keep their memory alive. You know, personally, um, Jackson and Jake, were in 36 years of coaching. I could probably count on one hand the number of players that I've coached that just really unequivocally got it. They got everything that I was trying to, to build in a program. They never had a bad day. They just were just both everything good that you would want in a Westlake high school football player. And so, you know, as we continue on, and uh, it's tough, and um, we are going to honor them. Uh, we're going to put up, a, you know, right there at the entrance of the um, the red archway that says Ebby Neptune Field as our kids enter the state, there's going to be a, a windscreen that's going to be put up, and it's going to show those two amongst uh, their teammates running through the run-through poster. And we're going to be uh, starting a new award uh, for at this coming year's banquet. Uh, it's going to be called the Jake and Jackson 36-16, Jake Ellinger number 36, Jackson Coker number 16, so the Jake and Jackson 36-16 Fighting Hard Award. And that, and at the end of the year, that will be voted on by the team. 
you know, we, we will start that new award. And I just, I, I want to make sure while it's on my watch and then the, the men that come after us is that they constantly know the story and tell the story. And I don't ever, I don't ever want a player around here to wonder, I wonder who Jake and Jackson are because no one's ever talked about them in a long time because people are going to come and go. There's going to be coaches around here. Hopefully they've been educated on who that is and why we decided we wanted to come up with an award because cause the, these two guys embodied everything that we were about and just um, such, such a tragic loss. And it was a horrible spring, you know, as far as that goes. But uh, they both are uh, they're in heaven, and uh, they are watching over their chaparrales, and, uh, and they're both very healthy right now, and we love them and we miss them. Two best seats in the house as they watch uh, what will be the last Westlake Chaparral football team that you coach. I want to thank you at the beginning of the season because I know this is the first of hopefully 16 conversations, Coach. This has always been the highlight of my job in telling the story of Westlake football. And I know that sometimes that story has good, that story has bad, and that story has ugly. This is something that I think a lot of people appreciate, and I really do appreciate you taking the time, and good luck. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate you.